Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate you guys, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Buddy, this, is, this might have been the day where I turned to coffee. I'm telling you right now, I, I need a jolt of something. I don't... Well, you can join me because as soon as we might, wrap it I up might, and I, I get that have final woo, the Tacoma is headed eastbound. I'm just going to go over there and be like, just put as much cream and sugar as you have in there. Wait. I think what you heard was put a lot of cream and sugar in there. What I said was put all the cream and sugar in there <laughs> that you have. You know, I, I'm actually getting closer and closer to just straight black. Like, no, no, Are you? no. I, I started this whole thing. Did you listen to the show we did a few year? weeks ago where we talked to the baseball coaches about how they drink I did. their coffee? I did. Well, I mean, you're a baseball man. So. I, I'm getting, I'm almost there. Like, I, back a few years ago when I really first started drinking coffee, um, I mean, I, I was putting a good bit of a Splenda and like a little cream and stuff. Now I'm down to like in a large car, co- like in a regular size car. I'm just putting one Splenda. Um, so it, it slowly started tapering off to to where I'm now at a point where I could really probably go with like half a Splenda and be cool. So I, I really think here in like six months, for whatever reason, like the artificial sweetener taste is just kind of kind of not doing it for me anymore. So I don't know. I'm just at a point now where I, I guess, right, well. as, as my grandfather used to say, at coffee it'll it'll put hair on your chest, son. Huh? You know, so well. <laughs> uh, I guess it won't be long before I'll be walking around like Razor Ramon, just full. Welcome to Strange Brew. Can I help you? Hey, man. <laughs> Could I get an albino squirrel? And then they hand you the bill. What's this, man? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Whatever, however you take your coffee, Strange Brew Coffee makes a delicious one. So head on up there and grab one. That's, a, that's our story time for the day. Actually, it's probably not because this is Rumblings Day. Uh, our good friends over at College Corner want you looking your best when you head to Starkville this baseball season. Time to grab some new gear, shirts, polos, hats, whatever it is you're looking for. What do you want to decorate the car, decorate your family, decorate your house? Whatever it is, they've got you taken care of at College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought there. Humble Taco <laughs> it's one of Starkville's newest and best. I mean, it is one of Starkville's newest and best restaurants. And as far as Mexican food goes, by the way, just a teaser. We have a, a Mexican restaurant question coming in the rumblings. I've already, de- it's question of the day. Oh, I, I, I The I, research I that one. this man did. Fantastic. Um, but that said, Humble Taco it's just so much more than just a Mexican restaurant. It is Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's not like any other taco place you've ever been to. No other taco place you've been to has a Mississippi sweet potato 
tortilla. I'll go ahead and promise you that one. And that's just the start of all the great local products these guys are using over at Humble Taco. Great food, great drinks, great atmosphere. Make it part of your weekend when you come up to Duty Noble and watch MSU baseball. It is Rumblings Day. Yeah. I'm excited for that. So, are you ready to get into those? Because we've got a lot of questions. What if I said no? What would you do? How would we handle that situation? I'm ready. That's a great question. I'm ready, so you don't have to worry about it. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I think that if you said no, uh, I'd be like, well, we're going to do it. I'd be like, you know, like, not that I, not that you and I have a, have, we have a parent child relationship, but, you know, sometimes a parent will ask you, do you want to do this? And you'll, they don't really, it's not really a question. Yeah. They're just trying to make it feel like you, you had a part in the decision making process. They want to make it look like you decided to do it. Right, but in this case, you don't. You, we're going to have to do this right now. Yeah. So, Well, I think I'll do it. So. All right, then. Let's start no off worries. with our friend Leighton Sheremy. Very smart man. Set the question up that only you or I could have replied to it. Yeah. We, we had a... I think, you have, I think you have done so, but I just want to check here before we get to Leighton's question. We had several questions prior to me sending the tweet asking for questions. Mm-hmm. Have we covered all Yeah, those? yeah, I'm good. Okay, yeah, we're, we're good, good deal. We're Continue good. on with, with Leighton's question. And that was incredibly smart, by the way. Yeah, yeah, very smart. Must be a Mississippi State education somewhere. There you go. Why do Ole Miss fans think cowbells are dumb and they say they don't get that, but they think a pom-pom does anything other than swat flies? Pom-poms aren't necessarily just an Ole Miss thing, though. State fans have pom-poms. There are pom-poms at State. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pom-poms are kind of universal, right? I think so. So as bad as, you know, you may want to hate on your brethren to the north, Yeah. um, I don't know of anyone that's not using pom-poms. So, uh, that said, I mean, for anyone to look at a cowbell and say that's stupid and then commence to saying a, a, a chant that is makes no sense, I, I don't think there's much room there for anyone to point fingers. I agree, 100%. All right, uh, same situation from Justin Strawn, and he actually addresses it here. We'll talk about this. But who is a better pitching coach, Butch Thompson or Scott Foxhall? That's a tough question. It really is. Um, tell you what, man, I, you can't take away from Butch some of the career progression that guys have had under under his tutelage. Uh, you, you think of a guy like Chad Girado, a guy that was like the walking human white flag a little mm-hmm. bit, and then he turned into just dominant mm-hmm. for Mississippi State in 2013, and and turned that into a big league career for yeah. a little a little bit. Um, you know, he ends up making it to the show. Um, I mean, how many guys did you see for Mississippi State excel under Butch Thompson? I mean, okay. even a guy like Ralph. There's a guy like that for uh, for Scott Foxhall. Well, I, I'm, that's what I was gonna, about to say. Is that Jared Liebelt would be that guy? There's that. Um, and I, look, we're just including like Mississippi State run for uh, for Foxhall and, and really Thompson. I mean, I, I can't speak to. I don't follow it as closely to. Well, I mean, Butch. To, to credit Butch, Butch and, and Scott Casey Mize, right? He was the number one pick in the draft. I mean, that's not bad, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, Foxhall is pitching coach for Ethan Small, who <laughs> pretty high pick, you know. So, can we just leave it at they're both really darn good at what they do? Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Do we have to pick a winner here? No, I don't think so. <laughs> but if you had to, no. Why does Superman, a man of humble origins on Earth, have an Ole Miss name? He's Clark Kent. That's a good point. Could it be due to his highbrow status on Krypton? 
Well, I mean, and he wears red and blue. Let's not forget hey, that. I, I forget that. But at the same time, I mean, Kent, you know, was I mean, his dad was a far, his dad was a farmer first and foremost. So I, I don't think I think we're maybe overshooting. Clark is more of a first name to me than than a last name. Just because there are guys, Will Clark. To me, Will Clark has two first names, not a first name and a last name kind of thing. Yeah, that's how I would look at that. And. Uh, you know, Batman really is more of a Mississippi State character, right? Well, that's the next question. Here oh, we go. It? You would think that Batman, being uber wealthy, would have a very old misname, but he has two first names: Bruce Wayne. What school would he would most like, most closely align with having two first names? See, now that 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 leads to think Mississippi State because Billy Bob. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna make redneck jokes, you know, State had a great basketball player in the '50s, Joe Dan Gold. Um, Ricky Joe Red, great baseball yeah. player from Mississippi State. I, I'm going MSU. Me too. And, and he's a guy of, you know, states an agricultural school using what they have. You know, using the land. Yeah. You know, that's, and you know, Batman just kind of he's rich and stuff, but he just kind of he uses his no own. No one tool. uses his own resources yes. more. Yeah. I mean, he, Batman's definitely, and not to mention the fact he'd be best on Sundays because he wears all black. So. Fantastic work. Shout out though to, for two first names. Honorable mention will be Tennessee and Jim Bob Cooter. Uh, is there any part of your pandemic lockdown you're having a time, hard time letting go? My wife and I still feel the need to buy a package of toilet paper or paper towels every time we go shopping. <laughs> well, we buy a lot of that too, but I think that's because we got you got a lot kids. of folks in the house, and yeah, and uh, yeah, we run out a lot. Um, this is probably not the answer he's looking for, but I. And I say this as I'm actively doing this because I totally forgot about it and I'm not able to join this. But um, Mississippi State's men's basketball is about to do a Zoom call that mm-hmm. Joel T won't be on because I forgot about it. And yeah. we're now in the middle of recording, so it's okay. I'll, right. I'll get it. It's okay. But uh, I haven't minded the Zoomage with some things. With I, some things. There are something like this men's basketball media availability yeah. today. Because you know it's only going to take like 15 It's going to be like 10 minutes. And I can do it from my couch. It would and I don't be a have to... longer drive from your house to the yes. hump than it would be time spent asking questions. Yeah, it, it would take me 15 minutes, basically, to right. get from my house to the hump. I would like to and get in 15 back to minutes normal to get home. with, like, football. Like, when we were going to talk to Mike Leach on Thursday. I would like to do that in person. Yes, yes. There are, there are components of it that I don't like, but I have enjoyed immensely, like, having road basketball media availabilities after games. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that'll continue or not when all this is said and done, but I've kind of enjoyed it just because, especially where I'm at, I can't go to every single road game, you know, because everything I do comes out of pocket, out of my pocket. And while Cowbell Corner has done okay, I'm not exactly a booming business that can just go wherever the dogs go. You should apply for PPE. PPE or whatever Maybe so. I don't know. Uh, Because when there's humongous things like Omaha or something – that's where I will splurge out of pocket a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I've enjoyed being able to uh, have some of this zoomage, and I don't know that it'll continue when all is said and done, but if some of it does, I won't complain. I got kind of used to just cooking on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I was used to just not having anything to do on the weekends. And so that, I had nothing like, not that I haven't enjoyed sports, but like the this pa- until this past weekend, would we have like four weekends, five weekends in a row where there was just something going on? And even during football season, I didn't go to the road games. So, except for I think went to two. 
So, I mean, I had some times at home, but now it's like I, I had four or five weekends in a row, and I had forgotten what that was like. You know, that, that end of basketball, start of baseball, where everything's kind of busy. Yeah, spring football now kicking yeah, up. Yeah, I, I had sort of forgotten about that. And then last one here, and this is where we're getting to. Uh, saw one of your followers did a smart thing and turned off replies for his questions. Might that be something you guys suggest to everyone to avoid having our questions answered by other people? I'll tell you why I don't suggest it. I want to see you guys go off on your fellow Bulldogs, to be honest with you. I want a little chaos. I woke up this morning and chose violence. I want to see you guys. Hey, get off my question. Nobody asked you. So there you go. I, but you do it if you, if you feel if you feel like it's going to happen. I will, I will not... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will not uh, work against you there. Let's see here. So those questions were like really early in the process, and then uh, we get we get we, we got a, a ways to go here. All right, uh, Tony, Doctor Tony Loper, the best damn veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg. Who is the best coach of all? The they are a great person, but not a great coach. People. So we need somebody who's like. He wasn't a good coach, but he's the best of these bad coaches. Moorhead? Left with a winning record. 2-0 against Ole Miss. Yeah. I, uh... You know, Canizero had a really good record. I liked Canizero. I thought he was fun. I mean, he did a whole show with me and Bob one time. Answered questions the whole time. It was great. Yeah, I... Man... It's a good question. It is a good question. I mean, my instinct here is Joe because I really do believe that there may come a day where Joe Morgan gets another job and is really successful as a head coach. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I know that he didn't have the level of success that Mississippi State people want him to have, but he wasn't just an utter train wreck right. either. Right. He went to two bowls. Yeah. When you think about Mississippi State football history, that's pretty good. And never lost. I mean, two bowls, never lost. A, I'm going to go Joe here, but I mean, you could. There's a couple you could pick. Yeah, I agree. Rick Ray is maybe not, the nicest guy, but the worst coach. If there was like a uh, one of those y-axis, x-axis things, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like niceness of person and ineptitude as a coach, it, Rick Ray is on the opposite ends of the spectrums. There, great guy, not a great coach. I mean, Crooms kind of in that same. Never, pattern. never had any dealings with Crooms, so I don't know. Uh, I, I had a little bit because that was back during yeah. my. But, I mean, he was right up there right. In, the, in the same sphere. All right. Uh, Thinking about Joe, I mean, he's such he was such a good – like, I, I really believe Joe did a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know a few things because they kind of came out before he left, but I think there's probably a lot of good stuff that Joe Moorhead did that we'll never even know about because he was that – he was the kind of dude that, hey, you do this, I don't want any coverage for it. Like, I just want this done. Right, right. Like, I, I'm a big – believer in the whole don't don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing kind of thing right, and, right. and i kind of feel like he's of that mold yeah all right caleb glover wants to know which two brothers taco is best and why is it the chicken bacon white with some balls subbed in for the white all right i don't have a problem with what you're saying there but my favorite taco on their menu is the chipotle taco chicken cheese chipotle ranch jalapenos this is what we're talking about here two brothers tacos two bro- um you know, I don't guess I've. I did have the. T- I had the. Uh, the one with the white barbecue sauce on. That's which what I'm, he's talking about. The yeah, chicken bacon. Um, and, and it's amazing because at Two Brothers, I'm usually not a fan of white barbecue sauce, no, but there, there, I, there, I kind of am. It's good, and, and it's 
credit to them, I guess, that they can make even something that normally I wouldn't order uh, pretty darn good. So. Yeah. What show could you be a judge on? Caleb Glover wants to know. What show could I be a judge on? Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh. Also, Caleb Glover, another person who just you and I can reply. I'm going to say, though, i got to call this out. If somebody quote tweets you, you still have to say something to them. It's, it's kind of like the vaccines and stuff. There, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. It may not be a, a big chance. But. What could you be? I mean, I could be a judge on any cooking show, I feel like. You know, any barbecue show. But, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, the easy answer here is something like singing-wise, because I feel like with music, mm-hmm. when you hear it, you yeah. just know. Or if, any of those talent it, shows. Like, I, I know what... You know, I know what's not not funny, not good. Yeah, I mean, I can't sit here and give you an analytical breakdown of, you know, what you should have had a crescendo here or something like. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like as far same as, with the cooking, like I, I may not know all the techniques, but I'll know if it tastes good. Yeah, I mean, my my first inclination is to say a one of the singing and or talent show, but I mean that, that's so Joel general. Joel could be on brawl. America's Got Talent, sitting next to Simon Cowell and Britney yeah. Spears or whoever is on that show. I don't know. Uh with Space Jam 2 about to come out, what NBA superstar should have their talents stolen for this movie? So give me give me f- three NBA guys that if you were going to steal their talents, you want to steal. I think LeBron can't be one of them because he's the he's star of the, the movie. Star. Harden. Yeah. Uh, Luka. Okay. Um, Say so who's a good third? I got two guys in mind. Go with one of yours. Durant. Yeah. Durant or Steph Curry would be my choices. But if I'm getting hardened, I probably don't need Steph Curry because I got enough three point shooting in the bag there. No, Anthony Davis, you don't want a big man? Yeah, you might want a big man there. So let's go. I want Luca. I'll be honest with you. So Luca, you want Harden or Durant? For whatever reason, I want to go Harden. Harden and then Anthony Davis. That's some tough calls. If we do it five, though, Durant and Steph Curry would be the top five. Yeah. For me, anyway. Uh, let's see here. All right, now here's where we got to your question here. Or your your tweet. Um, Shelby Beach. I'm taking three of my four children under the age of six to the dentist today. Do you guys need sedation when it comes to dentistry? And what so, what would Ron Swanson say to you? I mean, last time I got a filling, I got I, 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 I little sedation, yeah. I've never had any major dental work. I've just had, like, checkups and cleanings. I've never had to have anything. I never had a cavity get filled or anything? Mm-mm. No. I mean, I, I guess he might, you know, call me a little bit of a woman, but and I don't like, I don't want to be drilled on without uh, sedation. Oh yeah, I mean, if they're gonna, if I they're mean, not, is it really sedation? It's not sedation. They just, it's a pain. It's numbing. a numb. They numb you. I'm not, I'm not going out. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean, if if they're putting tools in my mouth to do some uh, mechanic work up on, on, under the hood there, I, I want the pain to not be so great. Yeah. Speaking of Ron. Brian missed a layup last week when you professed your love for the celery of desserts. He said you like frozen yogurt. I do like frozen yogurt. It's the celery of desserts. Be ice especially, cream or be nothing. Especially if you can, uh, you know, fix that thing up like you want it. Put, you know, peanuts, pecan. Do you ever put, go put to local culture? Syrup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you do eat some desserts. You have seen I have brought local culture into the studio before. You've seen me eat it. I don't know if that's true or not. That is very I true. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, you did. So. Yeah. Here we go. Great question here. What language do deaf people think in? I have no idea the answer to that question. I mean, question. that is an excellent question. I have no idea. 
you know what I've all they have no basis for comparison. Like right, know, right. Like if you're truly one hundred percent deaf, can you hear your own voice in your head? And what does that voice sound like? I have no idea. That's a that is both interesting and frightening to think about. I always think about animals like that. Like, does a dog think in English, or does it think ruff 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 ruff? And ruff 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 means I'm gonna go get the tennis ball in his mind. I don't know. But that's a that's a if anybody knows the answer to that question, I want to know. You know, it's interesting to just think about, like, if you're born deaf, and I'm, by yeah. deaf I mean you cannot hear, hear a thing. Right. I mean, how do you even, it'd be even tough to teach sign language, because, like, well, you're yeah, but I mean, they, they, signing, like, how they do you have, say, this is a dog? Well, they you, can't hear you say this is a dog, you know? Like, you point. I, you, you point, this This is whatever, I can't, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that, that's a fantastic question. But you have to have a dog, be able to do, or a picture of a dog, I, I have guess. have a picture of a dog, yeah. Who's your favorite ESPN play-by-play guy? I've always thought Dave Neal does a fantastic job. I have an answer here, and it is solely tied to one play call in his life. And so every time I hear it, is it Sean McDonough. It is Sean McDonough. Sean McDonough is a great play-by-play guy. Great for football. Great for baseball. Uh, I mean, I, lo- I love him. I-, I hear his voice, and I'm immediately seven years old watching Sid Breen come around yeah. third in the '92 NLCS. He's not with CBS or not with ESPN anymore. But Brad Nestler is fantastic. Um, I used to love Ron Franklin, but unfortunately, he couldn't keep his mouth shut on some things. So, those are all good. Uh, let's see here. Matthew Anthony, using your crystal ball, how many SEC teams do you see making it to Omaha? My first instinct reading that question is four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I feel here. I feel like State and Vanderbilt are going to make it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I feel f- like one of Arkansas or Ole Miss will be there. I would add Florida to that too. So one of that three will make it. So that's three. And it wouldn't shock you if you had two. And then a lot of times you have like the year state, the last year state went in 2019, you have the random SEC team like Auburn was there in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Is that going to just totally floor you if LSU gets red hot and they end up in Omaha? Yeah. Tennessee could get hot. Yeah. Or South Carolina. I don't know. LSU's got the bats. Well, shoot, they got the arms too because Marceau's darn good. And And uh, Hill's got the arm. I mean, yeah. Yeah, He's got to figure it out. Also from Matthew Anthony, what are our top three WrestleMania matches? We get this one a lot. We or do. some semblance of it. But Michael's Taker, for That's me, is number list. one. Yeah. The, the 25 one. Yeah. Um, Austin Bret Hart, That's, that's on my 13, list, for sure. Is probably my number two. Mm-hmm. And my number three... Uh, I think just... And it, and it wasn't a good match, but just the way it made me feel, Rock Hogan. That's a good choice. It's, it, what, what, it's I'm gonna go. Out for three. I'm gonna go. Your two are good. Your first two for me, and then Steamboat Savage for me it needs to be on there. And I, I would feel comfortable with that that listing. Dalton Lee, do you think the Big Ten was severely overrated this year in basketball, or the other teams proper improperly rated? I feel like it's always the truth is in the middle on that, yeah. right? I mean, obviously they were a little overrated, but I mean Loyola, Loyola. Of Chicago, clearly not an eight seed. Clearly better than an eight. I mean, they just handled Illinois, and that's that's that's. And somebody make a point. It's not just that you punish the eight seed when you do that. You punish the one seed because they're playing a four seed in the second round. They should have been playing Loyola in the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight. So, yeah, it's a little bit of everything. I think. What do we got here? 
Uh, John Burnett says, when watching college baseball, it's immediately apparent when you're watching a game in Alex Box because of the Acme Oyster House and Tony Sachery's advertising boys on the backstop. Seeing these makes their stadiums feel like a minor league park, which is unique to a lot of college parks. What's your opinion on advertising boards on the walls of college stadiums? Do you, like me, think it, make it makes it look more like a minor league game? I do think it that. does. It does. But you got to pay the bill somehow, you know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against athletic departments making money by any stretch, but it does look a lot cleaner when you don't have that. Like state, the new dude looks clean. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there even a because you know the Farm Bureau ad used to be like right behind home plate when yeah. you watched the game. Is that is there even? I'm trying to remember. I think is that it's there? All, I think it's like a small thing. And now let me double check this. I think it, it says Duty Noble Field, and then behind there's like a Farm Bureau logo on either side of it. Okay. I, so so rarely am watching home games on TV that I don't. We glance up and see highlights and things, yeah. but I, I, it doesn't register with me what the ads are there. But um, but by and large, with the point. The larger point here is Duty Noble Field is very clean. And the stuff that you have on the walls is program-relevant stuff. Right. First-round picks, College World Series appearances, that sort of stuff. I'm trying to find a picture. I can't. Yeah, ads on the wall and stuff to me. Because you get into the thing where it's you got all these different colors and stuff on walls, and it just doesn't look... But even with Farm Bureau, I mean, their color matches your team color. So it kind of even looks right anytime you see it right right i'm so, okay oh, here we go no it's not there it's not there so yeah it used to be there it's not there anymore i was i, I finally was like what can i brandon smith <laughs> that was the moment i had in my brain there yeah um i love our all what this is still john burnett i love our all white with maroon pinstripe how that said Texas A&M wears an all-maroon that has white pinstripes, and that looks awful. I have not seen those, but that sounds awful. All-maroon is not not work for baseball for me. That said, which uniform is worse? That one or the all-black-with-gold pinstripes atrocities that Vanderbilt wears? I mean, the all-black-with-gold pinstripes isn't too far off from what Mississippi State wears on Sunday. Yeah, I would say... All maroon baseball uniform. It feels like it just looks like it's going to look like pajamas. I mean, the fact of the matter is, if it wasn't for the the I guess legacy now that the black uniforms have for Mississippi State on Sunday, like the the black pant, I'm not a humongous fan. I'm a fan of the blacks, the black jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the all. But I wish it was like a black pant with a white or excuse me, a black jersey with a white pant or a black yeah. jersey with a gray pant or whatever. Yeah. But I'm not a humongous all. One color, anything, unless it's all white or all gray. Right, right. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't disagree with you on that. But you know, with one exception, mm-hmm. which is going to really get me shot on this show, probably. But mm-hmm. powder blues. All powder blue looks cool. Yeah. Well, it's not just an Ole Miss thing. Like when uh, Kent State was up here, and they were, they looked like the Milwaukee yeah. Brewers out there. Yes. I thought that was a clean look. Uh, Carter Bentley, the gondolier building for lease signs have a lease stamped over them. What do you think's coming there? What do you want right there? I have no idea what's coming. I don't know either. I, I, mean, don't, I don't keep up with Starkville real estate that much. Uh, if I could pick something, that's just such an awkward location. It's just, it's just. I mean, you're right. You're, I get you're close to like mug shots, but it just feels like it's it's on an island there. So I don't know what what they're going to put in there that would that, that's going to make me turn there. The, what, the revival of Stagger Inn. Just put it right there. That would be a good spot for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. That might be a good spot. Yeah. 
what weren't Stagger supposed to move over to that building right on campus? Like the, the one, yeah, where Aiken Village used to be. Yeah, the, yes. I can't remember now what that's called, but is it still going in over there at some that's point? That's what I've heard, but I... I, I, I mean, I've we've heard, been hearing I, that for a year now, I think. Right. I don't really know what the plan there is. I don't either. I mean, I Anybody think, that knows wants to tell us, hey, we're listening. I mean, Stagger is a place that I think could still do really well. If yeah. Was, I, don't, I don't know. Tanner, I don't know the situation there. I just, I'm kind of rooting for it to come back. Me too. I enjoyed going there. Tanner Parsons, who would you trust more to handle your 401k, Hugh Freeze or Will Wade? Ugh. I mean, Will Wade seems to have better money management, to be honest with you. He understands how to make a strong-ass offer, whereas Hugh Freeze likes to make strong offers for ass. (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll have Joel back in just a minute. The answer to the question was Will Wade, in case you were wondering. He's still working it out over there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Trent Bose Trent Mosley wants us to rank uh top three television themes from this list for sports. Monday night football, Sunday night football, the SEC on CBS, that's the winner. Yes, that is the winner. So the NCAA baseball tournament on ESPN. I gotta be honest, I don't know if I've ever heard it. College World Series music? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Or is it the old... I don't know. I, I know what it is, but I, it's tough for me to... NHL on ESPN. Because it's the same music, I think, that was on like the uh, the EA Sport. I think it was on the EA Sports. On the game? MVP I never NCAA had that game. game I think. So, uh, uh, NFL on Fox, MLB on Fox, NFL on CBS, NCAA Basketball Tournament, Masters. Okay. <sighs> this is a tough list. It's tough. SEC on CBS is number one. I think the NCAA basketball tournament is number two. Dun, 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 that's number two. Dun, 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 number yeah. two. Uh, I think both NFL on Fox and NFL on CBS themes are not great. They're just I, mean, I know what they are, but they're not. I kind of like the Fox one. The dun, 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 I could do without dun, it. Dun, 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 I mean, it, it doesn't touch the SEC on CBS. No, it doesn't. For, it for doesn't. football. Like, when I hear that, I'm like, I am excited for football. When I hear the NFL on Fox, I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, it's the Saints. When I hear the NFL on Fox theme, for whatever reason, more than anything, it makes me think of Thanksgiving. I, like, I, I just, get that. I get that. Uh, the Masters, I mean, that's not really music, is it? It's just like a little bit of piano playing. <laughs> it, feel, it feels more like ASMR. It feels more like I just something I would have on the background to help me go to sleep. The Masters, as cool as it is, might be last. Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football are just the people singing, right? It's like I mean, Monday Night Football used to be just Hank Williams. When it was Hank you Williams know, Jr. Just, was awesome. I don't. Even, I don't even know what the Monday Night Football theme is now. To be honest, yeah, with I you. don't either. And I and I, the Sunday Night deal, it was Carrie Underwood at one point. It is still is Carrie it still? Underwood, I believe. Yeah. All right, so we're just going to do a top three here, and then everything else is, is 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 irrelevant. How about that? I'm good with that. SEC on CBS, NCAA basketball tournament, NHL on ESPN. I'm good with that. All right, we're done. I'm good. Martin Smith wants to. I think he's asking you this because I sure don't know. What's it like to take a ninety-five mile an hour fastball to the helmet? Your ear's going to ring for a day or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're lucky enough to, uh, I guess, have it hit at the right angle and all that, you're going to end up with a probably at least a minor headache. I had one for a couple hours. Um, if you're unfortunate and hit you in the wrong spot, 
I was not unfortunate, but then you, you got a major issue. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, if it happens in the right circumstance, like let's say, for instance, the North State Final, yeah, um, you will be viewed as a hero yeah. for, for taking it to there the you noggin, and uh, you will be beloved. Another one from Martin Smith is Will Bednar draft eligible? I think he's, he's yes. Is he he's eligible? I think he turns twenty one. I'll have to see when his birthday. Look is. Look it up but, while we're while we're going. Here. Um, but yes, he is he is a draft eligible. If he turns twenty one, he would be. Well, I mean, I know he turns twenty one. It's just a matter of I, when is it? Well, obviously everybody turns twenty one unless they die. Well, I'm saying he turns twenty one this spring. You're positive. I mean, yeah. Okay. I've just got to see the date. Well, that's what we're waiting on here. I'm well, I'm looking. I'm vamping for you here. I am looking. Personal. He was born uh, on June 13th, 2000. So, it, June When's 13th. the draft? It's in uh, July this year. Oh, it's in July? It is, it's in Atlanta with the All-Star. Oh, that's right. That's they, right. They've moved it all to the All-Star okay. festivities. So, then, yeah. So, was, you have to turn 21 before the draft, so right? So, this is probably it for Bedner. I mean, it, he's, in, he's in all those... You know, yeah. the whole coming into the season, State may have three first-round yeah, yeah. picks in there, yeah. which anyway. I don't know if they will or won't. But right. Andy Atkinson. Now that this team will have a more normal off-season practice schedule and coaches being more involved, do you think they will take, be able to take a young roster – he's talking about football, by the way – more familiar with the coaches now and get back to the successes MSU has previously seen? Well, yeah. I mean, first off, they have non-conference games they can win. Yeah, this this team should be a, a, a between six and eight wins, like basically every other MSU football team is going to be. And then we'll see if they can, you know, have a a level up year in a, in a year or so. Fair enough. That's completely fair. Yeah, yeah. I I will always wonder what year one under Mike Leach would look like if it had been normalcy. It would have been fun, and I I think I remember saying this on Twitter, but I think Costello might have thrown for six hundred yards in the first game against New Mexico. I didn't expect him to do it against LSU. But, I mean, I, I think we talked. He's like, I expect that passing record to go down in the first game because they're playing New Mexico or New Mexico State, whoever the hell it was. I'm just like, this is going to be easy. And then I, I, I wonder what would have happened week two if, you know, I don't know who North Carolina State's defensive coordinator is, if he had been not if he had decided. Because I don't think that North Car- or New Mexico would have done what LSU did and just manned up. But State would have still been successful against them because of just the talent difference. So what would week two have looked like? Would it have been rush three, drop eight from right off the bat, or would they have been trying to work some man in there? Could State have maintained some success the whole way through? I don't know the answer. It's a good question. Though. Clifton Taylor says, is it worth worrying over the fact that State can't start, can't chase starting pitchers early? We seem to get a lot of early contact, which means something will find the gap eventually. We can't work the count, and opponent starters are going seven and eight innings. I mean, there's there's a little something to that. You're on to something there. I mean, it... How many times have we looked up this year? State's had some pretty quick baseball games this year mm-hmm. because their pitching staff's just shutting folks down, right. and then their offense, a lot of times, you don't have a lot of deep counts, and they're, you know, I mean, you're not wrong, and uh, the fact of the matter is, in the, in the SEC, most times, I don't know if Mississippi State's one of these teams, but most times, you'd rather get into that bullpen. Mm-hmm. And and state so far hadn't been able to do it. even against like, gosh, what was his name the other day? Mice or Meese or whatever it was for Eastern Michigan that was rolling right along. State couldn't get him out of the game, and they were banging balls into the ground. And his pitch count was at like seventy in the seventh inning or whatever. There's definitely been some situations this year where state just can't, whether prolong at bats or uh, 
whatever the case may be, they, you're not wrong. Is it concern going forward? Yeah, because if you know if it comes a big game and you're sitting there facing Kumar Rocker or something, I mean, you'd rather him not be at 70 pitches in the eighth inning. Yeah. I agree. All right, let's take a quick break here in the rumblings and move on over to Welcome Home Beef, our good friends over there. Don't forget, if you haven't talked to your local grocer about getting Welcome Home Beef products into the uh, into your store shelves, well, you need to do that right away. And those lucky ones of us up here in North Mississippi who can do that, what a great blessing that is just to be able to go and pick up burgers, steaks, and roasts from our local Mississippi company. And, of course, if you're here in Starkville, man, you just you got the best shop in town, the Welcome Home Beef storefront right there where the food truck is always out there serving lunch. Just a lot going on at Welcome Home Beef, and a lot can be going on with you when you're buying Welcome Home Beef products. Call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. One thing's for sure with Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. We already talked about two brothers in this show. Hopefully that, that, that set the stage for you this weekend to make a trip up there. All part of our great local sponsors. Visit them all. Visit Two Brothers. What a great place to eat lunch. Great place to grab dinner after the game. Two o'clock game, which means it's going to be dinner time when, when, you, uh, when the game ends. Man, I'd head over to Two Brothers myself and grab some great, great food. Grab a cold beverage. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the night in the cotton. The weather should be good. Great time to people watch. Give them a look over there. 621 University Drive, Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems knows, hey, right now, still early in the year, but profits are always what we've got our eye on. We need to find ways to maximize those. The way to do that is to call Advantage Business Systems and help them streamline all of your office processes under one bill, and they can do it for you. They've been doing it for other businesses just like yours in this state for over 50 years. That You don't stay in business for 50 years unless you're doing something right and unless you're treating your customers the way they deserve to be treated. And that's what Advantage Business Systems does. They treat you like family. Call them today and find out how they can help you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at advantagebusinesssystems.com. I'm sorry, at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right. This happens to come right here, the question of the day for Josh Watson. So I posted this question on Facebook a few months ago. I will try to let y'all figure it out too. Why does Starkville have so many Mexican restaurants? Here's the question. So we found out yesterday we're getting a Chipotle in Starkville. I, I didn't find that out yesterday. I knew that a few months ago, but that brings our total to 11 Mexican restaurants. Mi Hacienda, El Veracruz, Taco Bell. Now, now we're stretching it here, but we're, we're going to go into that. La Terraza, Casa Bravo, No Way Jose, Chipotle, Salsarita, Uno Mas, Humble Taco, and Moe's. I mean, we're pushing it calling Taco Bell a Mexican restaurant, but I guess technically it is. But, I mean, what else would you describe? Well, it I mean, I, if you say, if you said, if you picked me up and said, "Hey, we're going to go to the Mexican restaurant," and I take you Taco Bell, so I would, I would look weird. at you funny. Yeah. All right, that'd be like that's a little weird. But I mean, tacos and quesadillas and it's Mexican Mexican food. food. No question, but fine. Uh, you know what? We'll just go with it for the sake of argument in this question. Starkville has a, approximately 26,000 residents. That's a Mexican restaurant-to-person ratio of about 1 to 2,300. <laughs> in comparison, New York City has 337 Mexican restaurants for 8.4 million rest- residents, a ratio of about 1 to 25,000. We have 10 times more Mexican restaurants per capita than NYC. Add to this, I thought about this, what is the actual Mexican population of Starkville versus New York City? 
the Latino even, go beyond just Mexican, population of these two cities. Right? I mean, I don't have the demographics. I'm going to make me, an assumption <laughs> that there are more Latinos in New York City than there are in Starkville, Mississippi. That seems like a safe bet. This is a fantastic question. and one Now, it used to be sandwich restaurants in this town. Really used to have a prop. I mean, there, there, there are still three subways in this town. There are three subways in the city of Starkville, and that's on top of having Jersey Mike's. It may be four. Is there one on campus? I don't know if there's one on campus anymore. I don't think so. The, the, the new the union, okay. I don't think so. Okay. But you got three subways, Jersey Mike's. Uh, Firehouse. Firehouse Subs. McAllister's. Peppers. Peppers. Used to have Bulldog Deli. Uh, well, I mean, the, but Maca- Peppers is the same yeah. thing. Obie's. And I think there's one more I'm missing. I don't, I don't really can... It, I know we're moving along here, but Obie's, I don't really consider that a sandwich place. What do you get when you eat there? I mean, because uh, I never get the sandwiches. I, I get like I, I get fried catfish sometimes there. Okay. I get well, the I, I consider I, Obie's a sandwich place. Yeah. So I mean, and I think a lot of people do. So, but. And you know, we used to have a Quiznos. We used to have a, a, uh, a Lenny's. I mean, there was a sandwich place epidemic in this town. Yeah. So I don't know why that is. But this Mexican restaurant thing is, is crazy. I mean, Elvera Cruz... I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Will Rogers could throw a football from El Veracruz's parking lot, and I could catch it in Mi Hacienda's parking lot. It's not that far away. Yeah. Casa Brava and No Way Jose aren't much further than you and I are sitting part in this studio. And right. La Terraza's in their backyard. It's in the backyard. Them. I mean, you've got you've literally got you have three, three that I could run to and maybe not be totally out of breath by the time I finished. It's crazy. And Taco Bell's right there, too, by all this. Yeah. And, and it's not like they're different. I will say this. Humble Taco and Uno Mas, different at least, right? Of, of Especially of the full service, right? Your fast food is fast food. Mamos, Salsarita, Chipotle, whatever. Humble Taco and, and Uno Mas are different kinds of places, right? Miasina, El Veracruz, Casa Brava, and La Terraza, and Uno Jose are all the same. They're all the same. How is there this much market for Mexican food? I don't like Mexican food, but geez. You know, though... I go to La Terraza a lot, which is on the other side of town, and it's always doing well every yeah, time oh, yeah. I'm in there. I go to Mi Hacienda. It's I have to packed. drive by Mi Hacienda, and the parking lot's always full. I mean, when you're talking about the law of supply and demand here, I mean, there's obviously it's, a demand for it in this town. And now, yeah. I can't speak for every one of the restaurants there. I hadn't been to the Starkville Taco Bell in probably a decade. I, I couldn't tell you. Really? Yeah. I, I just Like, if I'm going to eat a taco or any of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, I'm going to get... It a from a taco. Mexican place. Okay. Um, but anytime I go by Taco Bell, a lot of times that line's, lines back up into the, the road. Yeah. Like every, I can't speak for every one of these places, but almost all of them do extremely well. So I guess the reason there keeps becoming more and more is because folks keep going. I, you know, back in my day uh, <laughs> when I was in college, you know, Thursday night was always the big let's go out night. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of folks, Mexican, that was their place of choice no, to no, go. No question. No question. Um, but it's, it, the, the numbers don't add up for sure. It, it is. That's a that's some good research, Josh. Good, you did It good really job. is from a numbers perspective. I don't know if you can have it's just restaurant, but that's staggering statistics. Yeah. To look at. Alexandra Watson. This might be more for you than me because I don't know the answer. Why are the pitchers referred to as the pitching staff? 
Even though I know they mean the players, I always think of the coaches. Why is it called a pitching staff? Is this sort of like the whole nine yards? Which, by the way, great job for our friend Arthur Smith answering the whole nine yards question. Yeah, I think we had a couple of folks that had no idea answer, that that was the case. Nor did I. Perhaps we should have, but as we've discussed numerous times, uh, sometimes we're not smart. Uh, most times we're not smart. Yeah. I, I don't really know why it's called a pitching staff other than it is the staff of guys that takes the mound. and I mean, you have the coaching staff. Right. And then you have your pitching but staff. But you don't have your but hitting staff. You don't have staff a hitting staff. Or your batting staff. You have batting order. Staves and orders are like parliamentary procedure happening there. <laughs> so I don't know the answer to that question, but it's a good question. I, I, Again, I, I, we will put our listeners to work. If they know the answer, we would love to hear it. Uh, Andy Lossick wants to know, let's say all SEC schools adopt corporate sponsor patches like the NBA has. Ole Miss would go with Ancestry.com because the question that matters the most in Oxford is, don't you know who my dad is? That's a good question. That's a good job. Who is MSU choosing? Is it wrong to laugh and say farmers only? <laughs> um, John Deere. Oh, yeah, that's part, or Mossy Oak. Or Mossy, Mossy Oak is the correct answer. Local company. Yeah, good. That, you, you got it. You nailed it. Uh, Donnie Caffey, your house is on fire, but your family is out of the house. You have time to grab three things. What are you grabbing? They're my. Well, hold. I, I, I need your. Are my pets out? Are the two cats out? You have an outside dog, right? Yeah, he's, so he's out. out. He's gone. He's, are we count? Are Blue and Seamus out? I'm going to cl- include that as family. Okay, so, so, so I got out. time to get three yeah. more things. You know, in the past, you'd say something like pictures, but now everything's like in the iCloud or on your phone and I, stuff. My, so I have my mom's pictures of uh, my my childhood, which are not in the That's iCloud. true. So I'm getting. I'm, but so does that is that three things? There's like five albums. I'll count that as one. So my picture albums. Although your hands are going to probably be full if you got a lot of pictures. I got big hands. No, yeah. I don't actually. <laughs> I want to get. We have our old family Bible. That's got to come out. Yeah. Um, my Drew Brees autograph football because yeah. that's that's irreplaceable. It says to Brian. I mean, I, I mean, it, what else is in the house? The bottom line is there's not a ton, and and there's not. I'm trying to think. There's not just a ton in my house that I think. Not that I want to lose What's it. What's irreplaceable? Exactly. You know, like I, my phone, my computer. All these things are replaceable. I can't replace those pictures. I can't replace that Bible that's over a hundred years old. I can't. So, I'm trying to think. Is there anything like in in Cal or Cage room or something that's just like very uh, sentimental or whatever with the yeah. the kids or their births or something? Yeah. Or our marriage. You know. I, uh, again, I mean, we we have like your wedding and photos stuff, are probably all you could probably just get new ones, right? Yeah, I mean, they're yeah we have digital yeah versions of those yeah so yeah there um yeah I don't know that I have I mean probably I'm if the kids are out mm-hmm. I'm good <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know that I have a single thing in there that I would be crying out there watching my house burn thinking oh this is burning you know yeah no you're right all right uh good question donnie uh coach alan mckean we're sorry that you got fired it should never have happened when we get to the end of the regular season he's talking about baseball here what's an acceptable conference record for this team given what you know up to this point so so my first go ahead just number was have been 17 and 13 
I feel like that's. I mean, that's the the that's the floor. Anything lower than that, I'm like something went wrong. I mean, seventeen, thirteen, you're absolutely hosting, and you're, yeah, you're probably a national. I think team. at eighteen and twelve. I mean, at that point, eighteen and twelve probably means you're like forty and sixteen, depending on the games get canceled. I think that's that eighteen and twelve is probably that's 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 acceptable. That's for sure acceptable. Seventeen and thirteen, I might think that they probably they might have lost a series that I, I don't know why they lost it. But eighteen and twelve means they they're they're I mean they won two out of three every week, basically. So, yeah. Well, if you no, that'd be twenty and ten. Oh, you're right. So yeah, they would have two losses that I can't account for. But two losses in baseball you can't account for is acceptable. Again, the word is acceptable. So. All right, Steven. With, with the talent in this, the West and or shoot SEC baseball this year, if you finish the league seventeen and thirteen, yeah. I think you take. That. Look at the West though. There's a clear dividing line. State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, really good. LSU is good. I don't know that Alabama, Auburn, and A&M are very good. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess you can't take one game for it. But I mean, Alabama just beating snot out of. And then they got turned around. They scored two runs in two games. Um, they couldn't. They couldn't capitalize on it. So. They, they play Ole Miss this weekend. We'll see what Alabama's got this weekend. Yeah. So. Uh, Steven wants to know. Some random Steven, not not, not Steven Augustinelli, who said he had a question this week but didn't ask it. So, Besides Flair and Hogan at WrestleMania 8, what dream match have we been deprived of at Mania? Shawn Michaels versus The Rock. That's a very good choice. The story, the tale apparently is, though, I don't know about now, they may have mended fences, but back in the day they did not like, didn't each, like each other. like each other? Okay. At all. Austin has talked about it many times that they wanted to do it on free TV, and that's why he left. But Austin Lesnar never happened. You know, when Lesnar was at the sort of the peak. Um, yeah, he was like, "Why are they giving this away?" Right, they, right. Let's right. yeah, let's, let's build it up, and, and then the old took his ball and went home. Yeah. story. But I think he was right to do that. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that's just like we never got Steen Taker, which right. was always kind of yeah, like yeah, a, that's a good choice. Always rumored to happen. Of course, he was never in WWE. So until yeah, until, until he later was. on, and right, which I think they might have gotten to it had he not gotten hurt. Maybe. And then you know, it's not that it hasn't happened yet, but it's 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 going. I think it's going to. I think Cena will come back at some point to finish his career, and he'll lay down for whoever. So I mean, who? What is that match though? Is it Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Drew McIntyre? You know who who is the guy that Cena gives the final rub to? I don't know. That's a good question. So I would also I love Flair, as you all know. Flair is my favorite wrestler, but I think Cena deserves one more run to get to seventeen. And I know that the numbers are whatever they are, but everybody the, like the, the 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 number you always hear with Flair is sixteen. He and Cena are tied sixteen. I wouldn't mind seeing Cena get that. And I've turned, I've turned, turned on Cena. Like I used to not like, did not like John Cena for a long time, but now I respect him. I think you know he's 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 a, he's a, he got a lot better as a wrestler later in his career. John Cena kind of became a little bit like Nickelback. Yeah. In that, guess what, folks? Millions of people are cu- yeah. are tuning in to to well, like I said, to get to to hear Nickelback's music, or whatever. But then they get just hate. It became just a cool thing to do to hate on John yeah. Cena. Well, I mean, he couldn't wrestle for a while. He couldn't wrestle. But then by the end of his career, I mean, watch his matches with like Cesaro and and those and Kevin Owens. Those are good matches. So, uh, Ford Polk, what's your favorite movie quote? So you got to pick one. That's tough. 
Mm. <laughs> I have an ironic one, which was some for some reason it made the rounds on Twitter today. But it's uh, Steven Seagal in Hard to Kill, where he's like, I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator. To the blood bank. <laughs> How fantastic is that? Um, it, like, the whole monologue of the Joker when he's being interrogated by Batman is yeah. fantastic. The whole, you know, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. Yeah, that's I really thought good. about that a lot, by the way. During the pandemic. During the pandemic, and you see, we're seeing stuff. Aragorn, when they're about to charge into... Yeah, uh, yeah. Skip my mind. Mordor, Mordor. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's not really a line. It's just like a speech. Well, the, the whole, uh, there may come a day where the strength street, of men yeah. fails, but it is not, not this day. day. That still gets me pumped up. Oh, like, it should. I, when, when should. I, <laughs> uh, uh, from The Godfather. If I had to pick one quote from The Godfather... Honestly, it may not even be from. It may not be Corleone saying it. It might be where Tom Hagen tells uh, tells Waltz he never asks a second favor when he's been denied the first because you know what that means. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's just a just a great line. It's a great line. When I think of like, if you told me to just start listing movie quotes, the very first thing that came to mind, which is not my favorite, but for whatever reason, when I think of movie quotes, it's at the top of the list because I've watched the movie morning. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. A, that's a great quote, though. It's a great quote. So. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Another one from Ford. If you could, what sport would you do like to do play-by-play for? I think I'd do well in baseball because it's literally why I went to school in broadcasting. I feel I don't think I'd be a good baseball baseball announcer. I, I could do play-by-play. I would need a strong color guy because I I don't know the ins and outs of the sport that well. I really there are very few things you will ever hear me tell you, Brian, that I think I could be really good at. Mm-hmm. I don't have the background to be able to say, hey, see, look, I can be. I think I would be really good at baseball. I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> I don't normally I do, say that about football. anything, but I think I could. I'm not saying I could do Neil Price's job as good as Neil Price, but I could do Neil Price's job. There would be a drop-off. Yeah. Neil Price is a lot better at it than I'll ever be. But I, I know enough about football that I could I could do it. See, I'm like you with football, like you are with You need baseball. a strong color guy? I could do football play-by-play, but I, I would be... You need Matt Wyatt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Basketball, I, could, I, I couldn't do it. You know, I did color for the women for a few yeah. games. And, well, first thing that made it tough was it was just such a side gig. I didn't know any of the other team's players. The amount of research, you, because you got to know, i got to be able to look up and see number six for the other team and know who that is. And, I mean, so Crowder and Neil Price, those guys, kudos to them. Yeah, To me, basketball is the hardest. Again, with basketball, I, I need Richard Williams. Cause, because I can't tell you anything. Like, I don't understand, you know, what, I, all I know is he was open and he shot it. Um, My lips don't move fast enough yeah, for basketball. That's true. Should you use correct grammar and punctuation on Twitter? I say yes. I try to. Yeah, I try to. I mean, Unlike I Will Salmon, not capitalizing it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's a reflection on you, especially with our job. If you're just a person who has a Twitter account, maybe not that big a deal. But for me, I, even when I was just not doing this professionally, I tried to have. I just feel like. You, it's no different than having correct grammar when you speak. Yeah, I'm not a, t- a tweet deleter, mm-hmm. but oh, I, will I, will. De- I will delete if I a, a spelling tweet error if, I, if, yeah. if there's a the only way if if it's a very very minor error and it's already got a couple of retweets or something, I might just leave it up. But right. it, if I catch something, yeah. even if it's like mi- mixed up and it's and it's and I should have put an apostrophe in it kind of thing, I will delete it and redo it. Like yeah. I'm a little bit OCD about it. Yeah. Last one from Ford. Is banana pudding pie? 
No. No, it's pudding. No, yeah, that's, that's not even a question. <laughs> no discussion to be had there. Uh, Eli Sykes, watching Braylon Skinner at th- this weekend, he had some big hits in the Friday game, but the other days he was fairly pedestrian. Do you think he will continue down that road or settle into the play to get hot? I think you give him a chance to get hot. I think it's baseball. I think if he hits 300 for the rest of his career, he'll be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> you know, but I mean, if he hits two out of five hits, he'll just be a regular baseball player. I mean, the bottom line here is for Mississippi State, nobody has exactly gotten their flag and planted it into left field, you know. Columbus, McGowan, um, Skinner's only had three games to start out there, but, you know, nobody has just said, hey, it's mine. So I think it's Skinner's turn to see what he can do for a few games. Like, I don't know what – Gosh, I had. I guess I don't even know off the top of my head. Like Arkansas's pitching rotation, left, right, left, right. I don't know what their guys yeah. are, but I'll I be interested to see of, if it, if it's a lefty. If, if state sees, the next lefty state sees whenever mm-hmm. it is starting a game, mm-hmm. will they go ahead and start Braylon Skinner out there? Because state has so many left-handed bats, it's yeah. awful tempting to just put Cumbest or somebody out there just to, just break, to break up, up the lineup. Yeah, I agree with that. So uh, all I know about Arkansas's pitching staff is that Marvel. Villain genius Zebulon Vermillion is in it. That's all I know. I know Wicklander and Nolan aren't starting for them, or at least they didn't start last weekend. Those are two guys that you would have thought prior to the season would have been one, two, and Well, I think they kind of, as I guess was evident on this past weekend, kind of have some Friday night issues. They do. They do. So, so we'll see. Um, Zach Huzak, there's a we have a fatal four way ladder match between you, Bob, Michael Borky, and Richard Cross. What are the three biggest highlights well, of the match? First off, Richard Cross crying like a little baby would be a highlight for me because he wouldn't know what to do out there. I think you're the one coming off the top with the high spot here. I think you're the Jeff Hardy in this match. You're easily the best athlete <laughs> of this group. I think Borky is like uh, – I think he would grab a chair and just go wild on people, man. I think he would – there's a lot of pent-up frustration. You ever watch that slow-mo of the, of on, on, uh, on the water boy? Like, yeah. he's that guy. I, like, I guess that's now, him. Um, maybe you'll remember this, but the guy that's now Luke Gallows. Yeah. Back whenever he was uh, Festus, do you remember that? Whenever he had it was Jesse and Festus in WWE. Yeah. And and he was like the dude that sat there and looked like a doofus, and then yeah. like as soon as the bell rung, he went into psycho mode. So you tell me that's what Borky is here? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you got to Google okay. some Jesse and Festus here. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. He's not as big as as, as old He's, Doc yeah. Gallows, but yeah. Uh, okay, so there you go. Which We're side going. note? Did you remember that like Festus was or I he, forgot he was also Festus. like a fake cane too? Yeah, at one yeah. point. And wasn't he also in the Straight Edge Society? Mm-hmm. Okay, was yeah. he Festus in the Straight Edge Society? He wasn't. Was no, he? he was Gallows. Then. Gallows. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what the three biggest moments here are though. Well, how, how hard? I guess you, if I'm the how, Jeff Hardy here, I'm the one creating them. Yeah, for the most part. How bad would you feel when Bob put the mandible claw on you and that hand was in your mouth? Oh, <laughs> it wouldn't be as bad though because it's less. <laughs> His hand may be perfectly configured for a mandible claw. Yeah, though, because it's literally like a claw. Yeah, like oh, look at his hand. Did you hear Vince McMahon? Like oh, look at his hand. That is disgusting. Oh, he's got, he's got the mandible claw. You know. What we could do here, if this is Bob's debut match, yeah, is nobody knows what his hands look like, right? Right. We could do some kind of spot 
where it's like we have ripped his finger off. Oh, and there's just oh, okay. and there's just I like and that. his hand is now disfigured. Like a hammer or something. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how we do that. Slam it in the hey, ladder miss, or something. He took off a finger. His finger's gone. My God. Stop the match. Yeah. I like where we're going there. Uh, two more, a couple uh, more questions here. First one from the Allegheny Boys Tennis Program. Better to win the NIT or make the tournament, NCAA tournament, and lose in the first round? It's better to make the NCAA tournament. Always. You'd better to be the 64th best team than the 65th best team. Yep. Simple as that. Would you rather be a third-string quarterback in the NFL for 10 years and never play or a starting punter for 10 years? Well, first off, not many teams have a third-string guy on the roster anymore yeah. for the most part. Yeah. I mean, they have the emergency quarterback, basically. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather be a starting punter. Might have a chance to make some highlight reels, you know? Yeah, the thing is, like... What's the salary, though? That's what I was going to say. Like, if you're a backup QB, you're probably making more. Particularly if you're second string. Some of those guys do all right. Oh, yeah. If you're third string, you may be on the practice squad at that point. All right, so here are some third string quarterbacks. Now, obviously, some of them are different. Like, Drew Locke is still a first-round pick. So he's making $1.75 million. But most of these guys are making between five and $600,000. Whereas a starting punter... Slogan Cook make. He just signed a new deal. I know. That's why I was asking. Um, the average starting punter. How much does the average punter make? You got some three million dollar guys. In oh, here. Johnny Hecker for LA is making almost three point eight. Yeah, give me that punter. Punter. Plus, you never know how that might turn into a great pro wrestling career later. Uh, and then last one here from Kurt, who just wants to know who is the most critical player that has to step up going forward for baseball. They need another batter to step yes. up. So is it Rowdy? Is somebody it Scotty DeBrule? Uh, they really, I think, need somebody at the top of the order. Because you need... Because, look, I think Tanner Allen's going to be somewhat consistent. He's not going to provide you a ton of power, but he's going to be a somewhat consistent hitter. Hancock has shown... He didn't have the greatest weekend at LSU, but I think Luke's just fine. Um, Cam James is fine in the middle of the order. You need somebody on base in front of those guys, though, man. So whether it's DeBrule or Rowdy, I think it's one of those two. Mm-hmm. Some who One of those two at the top of the order has to find some consistency and be on base a lot more than they've been on base lately. Yeah. I mean, because you, you end up with situations where you just get Tanner up there with two out and no on, nobody on base. Or yeah. Something. I mean, it's tough to, uh, it's tough to put, put things together whenever – the guys that are hitting the best for you are right there in those three through six spots. And then you go to the bottom part of the order where, you know, actually, I mean, Forsyth's hit pretty well, if, yeah. all things considered. You could make an argument that <laughs> lead off with Skinner and put Forsyth, bat him second or something right now. I don't think they'll do that because, right. but, you never know. I, I mean, DeBrule and, and Rowdy haven't exactly lit it up. So, yeah. I think you're about to see some changes, though. I agree. Because uh, Lamonis kind of. Kind of seemed like he was hinting at that, at maybe making some he lineup did. changes. He did. So, tomorrow's show, um, we'll see if baseball gets played or not before we make that decision. But obviously, we have uh, our football positional breakdown tomorrow. We'll talk about running backs. Plus, Teddy Cahill is going to join me tomorrow. Time to start looking ahead to this series. This is one two in his poll. 
So let's talk about that with uh, with Teddy from Baseball America. So a big show tomorrow lined up for you. We can't wait to bring it to you. Have a great uh, Wednesday. Joel and I will be back with you on Thursday. For Joel T. Coleman, woo, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.